We Saw a Thing is a movie podcast about remakes and sequels. We saw a thing and talked about it. The following conversation has been edited for brevity. Uh, you want to talk about the toy Terminator? You know, that's a really great way to start this because I also didn't like the Terminator movies. <laughs> ah, for the love of God. I obviously watched all of the Ocean's Eleven movies last time, and I've watched all of the Child's Play movies this time. I'm assuming you didn't go much further than the remake and the original? You watched all the Child's Play movies for this? Yeah. Why? Oh, because I am thorough. <laughs> Yeah, but they're bad. I don't know. They're not all bad. I mean, the 1998 version, Bride of Chucky, is excellent. And the 2013 Curse of Chucky is great. And there are things to like about the original Child's Play. Why? Why? If we were going to do Child's Play at your insistence, then did you not pick the better Child Play movies? These were like, it sounds like these are the worst ones. Because we talk about remakes and sequels. And oh, Child's Play is the reboot of the original Child's Play. So did you, yeah. out of the two that you did watch, what did you like better? I think I liked the original one better. I had a really hard – I love Aubrey Plaza. You know that. And I had a really hard time getting on board with her having a child. <laughs> like just just being a mom? She just looked like she was maybe six to seven years older than the actor who was playing her, her child. And also her shtick of just everything sounds slightly sarcastic really doesn't – it's not helpful when everyone around her is dying and she's trying to protect her child. Like I get the idea that she's a worried parent, but when it comes out of Aubrey Plaza, mouth, it sounds like she isn't a worried parent, but she's pretending to be. <laughs> and, and I had a totally different reaction to the film. Like, okay. I, I agree with you. I think the original is better. And the reason I think the original is better, not because Aubrey Plaza or anything, I think it's better because magic is the driving force and it's way scarier and more sinister that like he is trying to put his soul in a six-year-old than technology gone crazy. Like the technology gone crazy. If you're afraid of tech, you're going to be afraid of this movie, but I don't think it makes it better. I totally agree with you. And I think I started with a nitpick about Aubrey Plaza just because like that's the easy place to start. But the real reason I didn't like the remake is because it seemed like there were three different ideas about what the plot was meant to be. And one of them had potential and the rest of it just seemed like it was overly complicating things. Like it really did seem like there was a better movie hidden inside of it. I agree. There's a lot of plotting going on about separating the son from everyone else and just having Chucky be like the only thing that is sort of drawing him into the world. And if they had spent more time hinting at Chucky being evil, but we didn't get any of that prologue of him being evil before he even hit the shelf, that would have been fun because we could have had those moments where Andy's like excusing the fact that he's doing weird things because Chucky's like the only bright social part of his life. And that would have been such an interesting play to have Andy kind of like make excuses, make excuses, have little things happening and it just kind of build. And then to have the turn, which ended up happening anyways, which was, well, if you don't want to be best friends with me, then you can't be best friends with anybody. And to really lean into Chucky, like having this possessive ownership over Andy, 
would have been so interesting to watch develop over the course of the movie. But of course, that was that was kind of the tacked on plot point, And the rest of it just seemed like utter chaos. <laughs> the original also pits Andy as someone who loves his his buddy doll, like who loves Chucky like this doll is the shit. The new one is like he doesn't even like the toy at all to begin with. He's like, oh my god, why do you why do you have to bring me this stupid ass toy? If you have a toy that is basically Siri, that's a wicked toy. That's a wicked toy. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, and that was the part of that movie that I enjoyed most was Andy not really liking Chucky initially, and then Chucky kind of winning him over. And I really wish that they'd leaned into that because there's a great story in there hidden somewhere <laughs> hidden very deep inside of a garbage movie is is a really fun story about you know a best friendship gone wrong and so the whole time I was watching it I was just like man there's just I, there's so much potential here for something that could be so fun and so interesting and it's just unfortunate that it's packaged in such a crappy way well and to me I think the original child's play wins in that regard because uh, when you're watching that you almost get the jaws feeling of like what is going on in the room when I'm not there? What is the conversations that are being had? I mean, the first act of Child's Play is the best of all of the stuff we've seen from the 1988 Child's Play. Because up until the moment Chucky first comes to life in the mom's, because he's going to get thrown in the fireplace, where he first comes to life, that is all excellent suspense, And then the effect of this doll coming to life and cursing at the mother is amazing. Like, it holds up so damn well. And you cannot replicate that with, like, CGI nonsense doll. Yeah, the practical effects in parts were great. But after that moment, because now he's alive and we're watching him do things, I don't think Chucky is scary the rest of the movie. Now it's like... A little person is running around in a suit at times. And sometimes that's like, it doesn't feel like Chucky. It feels like, oh, okay, I understand what's happening now. Like that is, that is not the effect. And then sometimes it works extremely well while Chucky's running around. Obviously the animatronics in the face when the head is decapitated, like all of it works to a degree. But up until he freaks out for the first time, I'm never really that scared ever again to me the most terrifying that chucky was was when he was running around as the burnt corpse like late in the movie oh that was your oh for you that was like you were like oh my god this is crazy i don't know if i hit that level but that was the first point at which i kind of found chucky to be anything more than just kind of laughable because the whole movie the response to chucky is attacking people with knives and whatever else is that they kind of just like grab onto him and he just sort of like kicks feebly and then they throw him across a room and it became funny like (laughs) I would laugh out loud every time someone would kind of like scream in panic as he's going for their face and then they would just huck him across a room (laughs) (laughs) yeah they do throw him a lot they do and it also seemed like all the adults in this movie were so 
dumb. Like, can we talk for a second about the fact that the cops interviewed Andy twice without parental permission? Oh, yeah. And checked out his shoes in front of his mother without a warrant or any reason whatsoever and put him into the 12 Monkeys Asylum for no good goddamn reason whatsoever and <laughs> we're then about to give him electroshock therapy late in the film, again without parental permission. They picked him up from school and interviewed him with no lawyer, no supervision, didn't tell her that he was there. And there was the moment where uh, his mom is being attacked by the homeless man. And then the cop just comes out of nowhere, knees the guy in the groin, and as the guy is keeling over, he goes, run, he's a cop. There's no mention of, he doesn't introduce himself as a cop ever. He doesn't, he doesn't have a badge. He's constantly pulling his gun out for no reason. Like, <laughs> these cops are terrible at their jobs <laughs> oh my god yeah but to that point these are these are not this is not a well-off neighborhood this is an apartment building with people who are uh, disenfranchised and the police historically have taken advantage of that. It was just, it was one of those movies where I was like desperately trying for anything to kind of hang on to. Like I loved at the beginning that the serial strangler that they're uh, tracking down uh, is just all of a sudden speaking Latin and has the magic ability to transport himself into the doll is, you know, <laughs> thunderclaps and the lightning is raining down from above. That was so ridiculous because I watched the newer one with Aubrey Plaza first. First, which I don't normally do. Normally, I watch the older ones first. I don't know. For whatever reason, I decided to change it up this time. I so aggressively didn't enjoy that one that I really wasn't looking forward to, to watching the original. But to have it start with basically a scene from Supernatural, <laughs> it kind of got me into it. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna let you know that he never succeeds. Huh? Well, I've watched the full franchise. He never gets into Andy. Ever. Oh. In fact, 1998's Bride of Chucky sees him going, you know what? Maybe I should embrace the doll. Maybe I should be okay with this. Uh, and Curse of Chucky is like, they sort of bring Andy back as an adult. Okay. He's so traumatized by this doll at this point. Mm -hmm. There's so much fan service. You've got a really good hero who is in a, uh, a wheelchair through the film. It's got a crazy ending. Honest to God, like, Curse of Chucky, I think you should watch it, man. Like, I know you don't like this, <laughs> but Curse of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Bride of Chucky is weird. Like, is that it's almost 2000s crazy bonkers comedy horror. Okay. My least favorite of all of them is Child's Play 3. Well, no, that's not true. My least favorite of them is Seed of Chucky, which comes off of Bride of Chucky, which I think is the best one. And then it goes to the absolute worst one. But I think this whole journey has taught me that even though some franchises are like bad, they really do try to tie things all together. And they really want, they really like love their fans. I don't really get the whole child's play thing. I understand Chucky is an iconic horror icon. Maybe he was in the 80s. I just, like, I can't see them making another Child's Play with the robot. That makes no sense to me. You need the guy in the doll, the sadistic 
lunatic who laughs and 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 wants to kill people. I think I was taken out of it right away because the guy who plays Chucky was also Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings. He sure was. So yeah, so I had a moment early in the film where I was like, why is his voice so familiar? He's got those like beady, watery eyes that I always associate with Wormtongue. <laughs> Because my brain works in stupid ways. (laughs) But hold on. So you had no fun with either of these films, though? No, that's not true. No, I had way more fun with the original than I did with with the remake. Yeah. Okay, I agree. There was constantly moments in the original where I was just like kind of giggling to myself, like those moments I mentioned where they're throwing Chucky across rooms. I also really loved the first person perspective when he was running because he just like he runs in those moments the way that I imagine uh, Stewie would from Family Guy with just that pitter patter of feet. Yeah. And that always made me giggle. I really liked the visuals of when he's got his little like doll hands and he's like reaching for stuff or um, when he was was uh, blowing the pilot light out for that uh, stove before the house blew up. I loved the fact that Andy was like two and a half inches taller than Chucky the doll. So watching him wander around the city with this giant doll that's basically the same size of him, that was hilarious to me. Like there were so many moments like that that I thought were really enjoyable. Oh, there's also the moment where (laughs) we're in the hospital. Chucky's coming after Andy and all those like knives and stuff fall on the ground and Andy picks one up. And he just starts backing into equipment. And the whole time, he's looking up like he's looking for Chucky. He's looking up like Chucky is this six-foot adult. And it's like, no, you should look down. Yeah, I'm like, why are you looking up? You're never going to see him. <laughs> he's holding this tiny little knife, and he just keeps backing into stuff that makes horrible clattering noises. <laughs> it's like everyone in this film is a moron. And the only one who seems to have any shot at fighting with Chucky is Andy, which is hilarious because everyone else has guns. But also it was the moment when Chucky attacked the cop. That whole chase sequence, kind of, where the car was out of control and then flipped upside down, I thought was hilarious. Chucky's like, you can't hurt me, you can't hurt me, and the guy promptly shoots him, and then he runs away. (laughs) It's like, why did the bullet hurt me? (laughs) Meanwhile, he should have known because he grabbed the cigarette lighter and put it on his face, and he started screaming like he was in pain. Yeah, obviously stuff is hurting you, but then you're ranting about how nothing can hurt you and then you get shot and it hurt you. What a shocker. There's some dumb, dumb logic here for sure. Yeah, and I thought that stuff was super fun because it just, I leaned into it, right? The second the movie starts where he's speaking Latin to enter the body of a doll to escape being captured by the cops. Oh, the Latin. The Latin to me is like, I'm surprised they didn't call back the Latin. The new version wasn't like, how do you say this in Latin or something? And just have Chucky say some Latin. Why didn't you write that fun in? Yeah, but the new Chucky could still be like terrifying Siri and have gotten evil because of magic. Like it didn't need to be some disgruntled worker who who turned off all his safety settings. Like it really still could have been magic. And that would have been so much more fun. Magic makes the movie work in my opinion because who's to argue like who is to argue it's magic yeah it's voodoo crazy hoodoo stuff that like i can't explain you can't explain it's just freaking magic man and that's why he can come back a million times and that's why he can have his franchise and and go crazy because when you start a movie with the lightning storm from the end of ghostbusters Ah, then the rules are 
we don't care. It's whatever we want. This is going to be silliness. Well, that Latin calls down the calls down the fire. Right. So we got to write that down <laughs> so that you know we can hurt our enemies with the Latin that calls down the lightning. This would have been such a fun episode of Supernatural. Well, here's here's an interesting thing. Like today's horror movies, they are criticized for the jump scare. Chucky's bread and butter is the jump scare. You have no idea where this bastard ever is. <laughs> and he jumps out of everywhere and everything. Like he's under the couch and grabs you or whatever. The amount of times he decides to hide and then make his big reveal, which is never scary. His big, When he is in daylight in a windowsill and it's supposed to be like scary to this guy, I'm just like enjoying the moment with Chucky where he decided to reveal himself to someone. I'm with you, man. I think the 88 version wasn't quite silly enough for my liking. I feel like they were trying to be serious and some of the actors were trying to do like a really great job with their emotional moments. And some of that stuff just didn't land for me, especially with how little that movie is scored. The movie really could have benefited with some more like music prompting for what I was supposed to be feeling because there was a lot of very empty moments where people were just kind of positioning themselves in front of the camera and then speaking. It just dropped all the energy out of it for me because I just wasn't ever really sure what I was meant to be feeling in some of those moments. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting note. I didn't notice the amount of silence like you did, but you're, I mean, horror movies are really boring to watch without music. (laughs) Just somebody moving from room to room to room, right? Like you got to build the tension with that music. So I can totally see how you would build a franchise out of that original movie. There is a lot of potential fun to be had with that as a launching off point. And I think that's when I look back on what the remake did well and poorly. I really wish that they had kind of leaned into some of the stuff the original did well, like having that world building just start at ridiculous. I felt like the new Child's Play was going more for stuff like that movie you recommended before Christmas to me called Freaky. Yeah. From the same director who did the Happy Death Day movies that we talked about uh, just before New Year's. I feel like that guy has like kind of cornered the market on that kind of like silly comedic horror comedy. And I feel like the new Child's Play was really trying to find elements of that and then just never really quite hit it on the head. I'd agree with that. I I mean, I had fun with the new one uh, up to a point where I I thought some of the deaths were not, not scary in any way. Like, I didn't find the new one scary at all. I did find the original Chucky, I don't want to say scary, but he was a threat. He was a psychopath. You can't predict what a psychopath's going to do. So that, to me, was scarier. Well, yeah, because didn't it feel like in the new one they were trying to almost, like, it felt like the other plot that they were trying to shoehorn in was that Chucky was being so abused that we kind of forgave the fact that he turned into a murderous rage doll? I mean, I never did. 
I don't let him off the hook. He needs to die in every movie. But but like they were setting us up to not feel bad for the people he was killing. He killed Aubrey Plaza's boyfriend who had a separate family and was actively just shitty to Andy during the whole movie. So when he died, did we really care about that? I didn't. No, but I mean, those stories can be really interesting, right? Like sure. if, if, the, if the movie was him getting revenge on all of the bullies, uh, there is an interesting story there, but like the babysitter dying at the beginning of the original child's play, like you feel bad for the babysitter. hundred percent. Yes. In a way that I never felt bad for anyone who died in the remake. Yeah. Like you, like she got thrown out a window by a piece of plastic. Like that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that does suck. (laughs) Like it does. Let's face it. That's, that's terrible. But, but like, what about the family down at the end of the hall? Like, I felt bad for that car scene. I was like, don't mess around with this woman. Yeah, but did you feel bad about the guy who trapped Chucky in the basement and kind of, like, tortured him? I wasn't clear on even what that was meant to be. Was he using Chucky so that he could control the cameras spread around the apartment building so he could watch Aubrey Plaza get into the shower? Was that what that whole thing was about? Yeah, I think so. He was trying to manipulate the technology... So that he could see all the stuff. Yeah, so then it was like, well, when, when Chucky killed him, then that was fine too. I, I mean, I suppose. Or like Chucky <laughs> could send, like trap him. In so- if, if he can go so far to kill people, he could also go so far to trap them. But this is child's play. So obviously he's going to die. My, I guess my point is that they gave me characters that I thought were more evil than Chucky in the remake. The boyfriend who's yelling at Andy and is just like generally kind of a creepo and has his own separate family that's secret from them. Like he just seemed more evil than Chucky the whole time. And the same thing with the guy in the basement who's creeping on his residence. That's a good point. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because... At the very beginning, there is that sympathy that, like, oh, my God, play with the doll, man. Like, play with the doll. Yeah. You want the friendship to start with Andy and Chucky at some point. And then when it does, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of nice that he has a friend. And, like, like he's tapped into a part of his childhood with this stupid doll. And that's cool. And that's why I was really disappointed that they let us know that Chucky was evil immediately in the remake because there was such a subplot of the two of them becoming friends and Andy kind of making excuses for his behavior, especially with like the cat and stuff, right? And like the recordings that Chucky was bringing to him and like just being kind of a creepo. Well, that was the other thing. Chucky is really, really creepy as like a sentient robot. And wouldn't that have been fun if you didn't have any of that like preamble of we already know Chucky's evil like I get it it's a remake and everyone already knows that Chucky's evil that's you know it's horror it's classic horror movie shorthand now I'd never seen these movies and I already knew Chucky was evil but it would have been more fun for the story to not have immediately started with don't trust this thing because it would have been way more suspenseful and way more interesting to see that play out with Andy in small ways early in the film. Like if it had just started with Aubrey Plaza as like a poor single mother trying to get this special thing for her kid and then it being kind of broken because that's all she could afford. Yeah. And then the the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie is just Chucky kind of glitching out and them being like, well, you know, he is kind of broken, but it's so charming, right? That would have made the suspense build in a really interesting way so that by the time he kills the cat, 
then it's like, well, he's my best friend, and, uh, like, we've kind of been a crappy influence on him, yeah. and so now we have to retrain him, and that sucks, and we have to hide it because he's my friend, and I don't have any friends. And so that panic moment of being a child and alone and having to hide this from your mother, who's they're really close. And that would have been so interesting to watch play out and then have Chucky just kind of escalate and escalate and escalate. But, you know, we got the movie we did instead. <laughs> I, look, I think this movie deserves to live in the world, to be in the world. I think its marketing campaign was better than it's what it promised us. For sure. Do you remember the marketing campaign for this movie? For the original? For the new one. No. That recently released. So it released at the same time as Toy Story 4. Oh. So each poster was him basically destroying another Toy Story character. Oh, I love it. It's just like you see a shoe or something of Chucky off to the side of the poster and Rex is burnt to a crisp. Oh, but that's also fun because they could have just shown the bottom of uh, Woody's shoe that says Andy as well. We could have had a uh, a great Batman, Superman, Martha moment. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we should have absolutely had that moment. You, you see the Andy at the bottom of the boot, but there's nothing else attached to him. Oh, yeah, just stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I thought the marketing for this movie was really great. Uh, the reviews for this movie are, are, they're not horrible. They're not like over the top amazing, but they're not horrible. And Child's Play was a phenomenon when it came out in the 80s. Hmm. I, I first saw it at a, uh, oh, it was at a, a birthday party. I was eight years old. Should not have been shown. <laughs> I think there is something very scary when you were a kid that your doll can come to life and kill you. Like, I think that is a very scary thing for a child to have in his brain, but almost 40 year old Jay, honestly, these movies are not a f- scary movies. Chris, you don't like horror movies. You watch this movie. You weren't afraid. It was nothing, right? Yeah. It was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. I really am starting to think that this experiment with me getting more time in front of horror movies, it's not a clean experiment because I'm sitting down knowing that I want to analyze the thing for the podcast. <laughs> so That's fair. I need to be more critical of it because it's a genre that I don't have a ton of experience with. For the true crime fans, uh, there was notoriety that came with Child's Play 3 because in the United Kingdom, there was this grisly murder that involved 10-year-old boys killing a younger child. The father, at one point in his life, I guess, had rented Child's Play 3. They think the kids watched it and got ideas. Now, listen, I am a film freak. I don't believe that watching a film makes you do anything, anything except feel some stuff and that's it. Like, I don't think that you can blame the movie for this nonsense. But was it a horrible thing that happened? Absolutely. It it was a part of this massive thing where the United Kingdom started banning videos in rental stores. Like, you, it was illegal. You would get a fine if you rented, you could get jail time for renting out movies like Child's Play to anyone. And I'm not talking about like kids. I'm talking about 
anyone. And they called them in the United Kingdom the video nasties. And this list, Chris, like the exorcist is on this list. So in the UK at a certain time, if you wanted to watch the, The Exorcist, it was illegal to do so. That's crazy to me. Dude. How crazy is that? Well, because if it was books, people would have been like lined up on the streets to protest it. That's right. But because it was movies with grotesque imagery on the front. And most of these movies, Chris, just like had gross imagery on the front. But the movies were so garbage. Right. Like the, <laughs> the murders were like ketchup. It was, They were terrible. Terrible. And it was like, nope, banned. You put a rating on it so kids can't see it. I'm all for the rating system. There are things that kids don't need to see. But guess what? Like, you see a horror movie as a kid, you're just going to be afraid of that horror movie and maybe not watch those horror movies later on. Like, if you have psychopathy, that is not the horror movie's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, ain't that the truth. Right? Yeah. Like, Scream, the movies didn't make them do it. They thought they could use the movies as a motive for the first time. But they were crazy, and that's why they killed So anyway, I I just find it very interesting that there was a time in the UK where you couldn't watch movies like Child's Child's Play 3 because of this notoriety. And I think that's mental, especially because Child's Play 3 is really so dumb and it's about a military (laughs) academy. The worst scene in the whole movie, and I'm serious, they're going out onto a paintball range. Chucky puts real bullets into half the team's guns. That is the worst part. And it is not even like saving Private Ryan gratuitous. It's just like, oh shit, there's real bullets. And a bunch of people just died. And Chucky being a psychopath, because Chucky is a psychopath. That's it. And like that's the worst thing, I think, in that movie. It ends with like a funhouse ride and being stalked through a funhouse. This is, come on. It's so dumb. (laughs) Well, now you're talking about movies I haven't seen. Which was the one that you think that I should see? I think you should see Bride of Chucky because it is so weird and so silly that I think you'll just sit there and laugh the whole time like I did because it's just bonkers leaning into how ridiculous it is. All right. There is a second doll and she is just as psychotic. (laughs) And it's fantastic. And there's some doll sex in it that will make you laugh. It will just make you laugh. Like, this is pre-Teen America doll sex. (laughs) Anyway. All right, I'll give it a shot. Hey, look, I'm glad you, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy your time as much as you wanted to. No, that was fine. But, but, you know, these movies are fine. They are definitely not Oscar winners. They could be loads better, but they're fine. It's fine. And they're also not the original Ocean's Eleven. So as far as like going up a step, we are fine. <laughs> I think you have replaced Dr. Doolittle in your head with the original Ocean's Eleven. I think you've done it. I think you would rather those weird songs than ever watching Ocean's Eleven again. Well, because uh, Dr. Doolittle was a legitimately bad movie. Yes. But I didn't hate the time I was spending watching it as vehemently as I did that original Ocean's Eleven. So maybe 1960s Ocean's Eleven is the new Doolittle. I'm going to think on this, because you know me, Dr. (laughs) Doolittle. I I I hate it. 
I hate it. I think I hate them equally, but for completely different reasons. I hate the Ocean's Eleven for so many, like, serious, like, social reasons. And I hate Dr. Doolittle for just being a shit-awful film. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, they're both terrible. They are. I just don't want to concede yet that Dr. Doolittle is not the worst thing we've watched. But give me, give me until next podcast. I'm really going to give this some real thought. I'm going to go to a Zen place and I'm going to really, really just push some hate out. Well, I mean, we could just call it a one and one A of hatred. <laughs> like they don't have to be separated. They could be equally hated. I, I need one to be worse. I need one to be worse, Chris. <laughs> they both have racism. They both have misogyny. There is something going on. Okay. So we both got homework for the next episode. You're going to decide which of those two movies you hate more. And I'm going to watch another child's play movie. Oh, God. Next time on We Saw a Thing. We are going to go back into the classics. We are going to watch his Girl Friday, which is the original screwball comedy. Okay. There's fast dialogue, really silly moments. And we're also going to watch Switching Channels, which is based on His Girl Friday. I have never heard of this movie. <laughs> Get this cast, man. Kathleen Turner, Christopher Reeve, and the one and only, the mustachioed Burt Reynolds. All right. I'm kind of into it. This is going to be good. I mean, it could be terrible. <laughs> it could be Dr. Doolittle terrible. But... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Just from the poster, it can't be as bad as that. We Saw a Thing is hosted by Jay Kennedy and Chris Shapcott. Produced by Shapcott Media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And check our show notes for links to our social media and credits. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, Chris. Okay, I'm talking a lot of smack about Dr. Doolittle. But we are going to have to revisit, at some point, the Justice League versus the new Snyder Cut. Could it be possible the Snyder Cut becomes our absolute worst ever that we've ever seen? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Four hours. Four hours. Joker's going to be in it. They gave him a crown of thorns like Jesus. Holy man. How is Joker going to be Jesus? Great question. (laughs) He can't be. That was the whole thing with Cal was that he died and came back. Oh, that's right. You can't have the same metaphor with two different characters and same story. Well, now now you've got to make Superman Moses. <laughs> he traveled a long distance to, a, to be adopted by a family. And, and Joker, I guess, is good. Wait, is Joker going to try and fight Moses Superman? Uh, Moses Superman. Is this... Is, <laughs> Is this a war of religion? <laughs> the sun has risen, and it is somehow Jared freaking Leto. Coming soon. We have to be ready. A bonus episode of We Saw a Thing, all about Zack Snyder's Justice League. He said the age of heroes would never come again. This is crazy. More details in the coming weeks.